Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Kenny Chesney. New music from Chris Stapleton and an interview with the Castellos. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of November 13th, 2023. You're listening to All Country News. This week's episode of the All Country News podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Today's episode, we obviously have to kick things off with all of ACN's favorite moments from the 57th Annual CMA Awards. It was a huge night, and I have to kick things off with my personal favorite moment, and that was Lainey Wilson winning Entertainer of the Year. And I think this was so surprising and also not surprising at all. Lainey had the most insane year in country music. Honestly, the last few years have been insane for her. She's been a star to watch from the very beginning. You know, she has her own lines. She's been on Yellowstone, touring like crazy. She is just such a powerhouse, and her speech was honestly so incredible. And the most amazing thing about it was the fact that a woman hasn't won Entertainer of the Year since Taylor Swift in 2011. So amazing that she's out there doing it for the girls. I know, again, a lot of people were surprised about this, but if you really go back and look at the year that she had and Just her talent alone, I am not surprised at all. So we here at ACN are sending her a huge congratulations. Next up, we have Jelly Roll and Winona Judd, who opened the show. They kicked off the night performing Need a Favor. That was a really special opening. Then we have Morgan Wallen and Eric Church, who surprised fans with an electric performance of One Thing at a Time. Lainey wasn't the only exciting winner of the night. Jelly Roll also won for New Artist and gave a beautiful nod to Zach Bryan in his speech. There were so many incredible new artists this year. It was such a tough choice, but Jelly Roll absolutely had an insane year and he gave the most heartwarming speech. Next up, we have Alan Jackson and Zach Bran, who got fans on their feet with a really emotional and wonderful tribute to Jimmy Buffett. That was so, so special. And then Lainey, coming back around to her again, brought fire to the stage for her performance of Wildflowers and Wild Horses, and she absolutely nailed it. The Ring of Fire really reminded me of Casey Musgraves' VMA performance. I believe that was back in 2021 or 2022 when she had just released Star Crossed and she got to perform on their stage. So, so incredible to see the pyrotechnics. I always love that at a show. 
Another really incredible performance was Morgan Wallen, Hardy, and Post Malone, who honored the late, great Joe Diffie, and their performance was definitely a surprise. I mean, I haven't seen Post Malone really do any country before, so that was really cool, and you could tell he's very interested in the genre, so who knows, we may see some more country music features or possibly even his own country music in the near future you never know you can check out all the incredible footage up on allcountrynews.com now and over on our socials in other exciting news the grammy nominations were announced and so many of country's finest have been nominated super exciting we actually have a general category nomination this year and it's the war and treaty for best new artist as well as jelly roll so super exciting there both very well deserved and then for best country album a huge but incredible surprise was kelsey ballerini getting nominated for her rolling up the welcome mat I was personally very excited to see that. I feel like she's finally getting those flowers she deserves. She was nominated along with incredible artists like Brothers Osborne, Zach Bryan, Tyle Childers, and Lainey Wilson, who is obviously just cleaning up everywhere. Make sure you head over to allcountrynews.com for the full list. We have all the nominees for Best Country Duo, Best Country Song, and Best Americana Performance. If you thought we were done talking about Lainey Wilson this episode, you would be wrong. As I said, she is absolutely everywhere. And back by popular demand, she has debuted another cup with the Stanley brand. This one is called Country Gold, and it shines like all the awards she has been getting and being nominated for. Make sure you snatch one of those up. It comes out November 14th. Jelly Roll recently sat down with CMA to talk all things from Juvenile Hall to CMA Fest. This is a conversation that you are going to absolutely want to watch. I think his story is so inspiring. And, you know, a lot of people will be able to relate to this and a lot of people won't, but I think it's so incredible to see people from all different walks of life. It gives you totally different perspective on things and you will just learn so many amazing things about him. Make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to check it out. And it's time to finish the news with some really exciting touring announcements. First up, we have Kenny Chesney, who announced that he is embarking on a tour in 2024. It's titled Sun Goes Down. It's summer stadiums, of course, that is his bread and butter. But one of the things that is most exciting about it are his openers. This is absolutely legendary. You will not believe this. He has Zach Brown Band, Megan Maroney, and Uncle Cracker. Honestly, the most legendary lineup I have heard in a long time. Make sure you sign up for pre-sale. Tickets go on sale this Friday, and you are not going to want to miss out on this. There's no way it does not sell out. Also in exciting touring news, Ashley McBride just announced 30 additional dates to the Devil I Know Tour. 
Now, this lady is literally taking over everywhere. You do not want to miss out on this. So if you were not able to catch her before she added these dates, now is your chance. Pre-sales already started, but tickets go on sale this Friday, November 17th at 10 a.m. local time. Make sure you map it all out. You are not going to want to miss her. She is out of this world. Let's get to some new music this week. First up, we got to talk about the legend himself, Mr. Chris Stapleton, who just released his new album, Higher, and it is, without a doubt, probably top two releases for me of 2023. He just always nails it time after time. This is one of those releases where I refuse to give you a few to listen to. You gotta listen to the whole thing top to bottom. It is perfection. Like I said, you know, best release of the year, arguably. So please check this one out. It's a must listen for the week. Kenny Chesney released his new single, Take Her Home. And it's honestly about the secret of life and happiness and all that good stuff. I mean, every song he releases is just so feel good, so perfect, so spot on every time. Another must listen for the week. Hardy and Hicks Tape are back with volume three. It's called Diff Tape, Small Batch, and it features Morgan Wallen and Post Malone. I talked about them earlier performing at the awards, and this is another super fun one. Can't miss, you're gonna wanna add this to your weekend playlist. Priscilla Block released her latest track, Hey Jack, and it is the start of her new era, which she is very excited about and talked a lot about up on her socials. But this song is all about making feel good, bad decisions. And it is just country fun at its finest. Colby Cooper released his latest single. It's called Running Away. And it paints a picture of clinging to love. Now, he is definitely on the rock side of country. His vocals are rock through and through, but the production of this is so great, still so country. Another really fun one to add to your weekly playlist. This next release I have been so excited about. The Jonas Brothers and Bailey Zimmerman teamed up for a new country bop titled Strong Enough. And this song is just as fun as you thought it would be. These guys are so great. I saw them on tour a few months ago in Philadelphia. It was my first time seeing them. I went with my friend who's been like, you know, a lifelong fan of theirs. And I had the time of my life. They give so much energy. They have such a great stage presence. And the vocals were fantastic. Highly recommend going to see them. But also Bailey Zimmerman, one of those up and coming artists. I mean, not really even up and coming anymore. Let's be honest, he's made it. And his vocals on this track are also stellar. Again, this song is so fun. This is probably one of my favorite singles that's been released in the last few years. It's just feel good, will get you up on your feet, and it's another one to add to your weekend playlist. I've got a new trio for you with this next release. Their name are the Costellos, and they have the most insane harmonies on their new single, 
Hurricane. And this song is so fun. I mean, Pistol Annie's Watch Out. These girls are coming for y'all. Um, no, I'm just kidding. There's enough room for everybody. But these girls are so, so good. And I actually featured this on my New Music Friday post on Marin's Girls on Instagram. They are definitely a crew you are going to want to watch out for. Gabby Barrett released a new emotional tune. It's called Growing Up Raising You. And it's all about her being young with three children. It actually was written about her first daughter and how she's still growing up herself. She's so young and, you know, she's trying to raise her kids to be good people and figure her way out in the world at the same exact time. And I think that's such a beautiful message that so many people can relate to. She talks about it up on her socials. So after checking out this song, I highly recommend going to see what she has to say. This next release I was freaking out about. Zach Brown Band released their From the Road Volume 1 covers. And yes, it is all covers that they sang live out on the road. And you know I'm a sucker for live music, if you know me at all. And I love when artists cover others' songs. It's so exciting to me because it can take a fresh new look on one of your favorite songs. It can make you feel different things when you listen to it, you know, get a new meaning from it, which I think is so special. I also love to see what other artists, like who they look up to and what other songs they love. And so I think this is really special. I'm so excited that it's volume one and that means more are on the way. I mean, this is another release where like I can't pinpoint one of these to listen to because they're all so exciting. I mean, they cover Bohemian Rhapsody, Neon, I mean, Margaritaville, the list goes on and on. Definitely make sure you check this one out. Next up, we have Cody Bradley with his new track, All About the Boots. And this song is really fun. You know, it's not just about the boots. It's about where those boots take him and how they play in all the facets of his life. And I think that's one of the greatest things about country music is you can take something so simple as an object and turn it into a whole life story. And I absolutely love that. It's a really fun track. Make sure you check it out. We're going to end on a really amazing ballad for this next one. It's from Caleb Sanders and it's called Be Better. And the song is all about a glimpse into the aftermath of a breakup and all these things that you realize that you couldn't see when you were going through it. It's really it's just a really beautiful song. Definitely one for all my heartbroken listeners out there. But for, you know, anyone who's just been through heartbreak in general, you'll definitely be able to connect to this beautiful song. And listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. Our video of the week is Hicks Tape. Pickup Man and John Deere Green featuring Post Malone, Hardy, and Morgan Wallen. I already spoke about this one several times throughout the episode, so I've spoken about it enough. Now it is time to watch it. This performance was so fun. Make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to check it out or anywhere you follow us on social media. And now I'm so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and the Castellos. 
So I did a little digging and I looked up that your hometown has like 2,200 people. Has it grown at all? Or is that still pretty accurate? No, our grandparents grew up there and I'm, I think it's around the same size as it's been since if anything, it's gotten yeah, smaller. It's, it's, I, think it's gotten a little, I think on the last census, it was, it was down a little bit than it's been. We like it that way though. I love it. Yeah. So talk to me about that. You know, I'm from a big city. I've never really known the small way of life, but I do love escaping to my grandparents' house downstate. So kind of talk to me about growing up in a small town and some of the things that you girls love. Yeah, no, we grew up in the house that our daddy was raised in, which is sweet. But yeah, we grew up on a cattle farm, kind of middle of nowhere. Like we have a Dollar General, no stoplight, <laughs> uh, one restaurant. But um, it was nice. We grew up homeschooled. So we were just like on the farm um, pretty much all growing up, which might have made us a little weird, but at least it made us pick up instruments and stuff. That's right. I think just growing up on land is just something I think every kid, it like obviously not everyone has the opportunity to grow up on land, but I definitely see how it's shaped our lives and who we are and stuff. We just had a very, very fortunate childhood and we were so blessed to grow up the way we did. I don't know. I don't know why the Lord put us in that situation, but it was just like, you forget other people weren't great. Weren't raised the way you are, you know? I love that. So, you know, you mentioned picking up instruments, like when did that happen? And what music do you remember playing uh, in your house when you were little? I think I, Ellie was the first one to pick up instruments. Our grandmother taught her to play ukulele and piano when she was really young. And then I picked up guitar at the same time she did and she got way better than me way quicker. So I just like cut out guitar, picked up banjo. And then we all grew up singing in church and then Lily learned bass and we just kind of like, she forced me to play the bass. She said I was was just singing lead and she was like, you're not pulling your weight. So she forced me to play the bass. It just kind of happened. And then we were talking about the other day. I think one of the big things about us is our harmonies. And we really haven't been doing harmonies for all that long. No. Uh, which is the funny thing. Ellie, I mean, you've been singing kind of harmony just... for a while, though. No, I've been singing harmony for a while. You have I have not. It's hard so. to sing and play banjo at the same time. So I it think is. we had yeah, to like work up to that. that. <laughs> I love it. Well, I can't sing or play banjo. So you guys are <laughs> way ahead of where I'm at. You know, I know for me... I grew up in a really big sports community and lots of kids weren't doing music, but the kids that were doing music were phenomenal. So did you guys kind of find yourself in that funny situation where you're the only ones doing music or, you know, were there other people doing it as well? I think we, we were kind of used to sticking out a little bit just because like, I mean, all our friends were like, went to school and and whatnot and played sports. And we were just, we were automatically, we just didn't go to school. So I think we automatically felt like we stuck out a little bit there, but we didn't really mind. I don't think, I don't think the instruments is what set us apart. I think just us being like three sisters in the corner who were homeschooled set us <laughs> apart. And then we happened to play. Instruments. I think, I think being homeschooled was, was something that like, maybe we more like once you, once you get to where it's like, you know what, being homeschooled is different. You know, we're a little different, like, and that's okay. Like it definitely, like builds character in that area I feel like and I think the the homeschool aspect of our lives you know I really didn't think of us being different because we played a bunch of instruments yeah and we have a lot of friends who sing and play like I think singing and playing instruments is very universal thing like a lot of people do it and stuff I think no doubt 
I love it. So I was looking through your Instagram and I'm obsessed with the fact that your story highlights are like farming, fishing, (laughs) horses, hunting. So why do you feel like it's so important to kind of showcase that side of you guys to your fans? I think, um, well, it's who we are. (laughs) I mean, I think it's, I think it's who we are. And I think also like just realistically, whenever you post Instagram stories, they kind of, at least for us, fall in those categories because it's a lot of what we do. And like so much of our Instagram is the music. And I think finding other ways to showcase your personality is cool just from like a fan's perspective because I love it when my favorite artists tell me things like that. And so I think just wanting to show that to the fans and be like, this is us, this is who we are. I love that. When did you guys start toying around with the idea that you could sing. I know you mentioned you like this harmonies thing is very much a new thing to you, which is hilarious to me because your guys's harmonies are ridiculously good. But when did you guys start kind of toying around with the idea of like, oh, like maybe we could be a group and kind of do this all together? Our family's so musical. So our our grandmother who taught Eleanor how to play the piano, she's been leading worship at her church ever since she was like 15 or 16. And she's like almost 80 now. She's 80 now. So same church. And so like, so she grew up musical. Daddy sang in the choir. He can sing. Mama likes to sing. Let's just say that. And um, so we we grew up with a family who did a bunch of singing and we would sing in our church, lead worship. We would sing in our grandmother's church and it just became more regular. And then people were like, if you wanted live music in our hometown, it was like we were the only people who could play and sing. So we started playing for like weddings and cocktail parties and breakfasts and lunches and whatnot like if you wanted live music it was us but we I I would say that started we started leading worship when I was like 12 y'all probably about 13. Yeah I think so the 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 moment whenever we were like oh this could be more than a hobby for us was probably when we started writing songs I think last year which was which was (laughs) last year so I think I think that was the moment whenever we were like oh because any there's a lot of people who can sing but to me writing really kind of opened that door for us. I love that. It's so funny how quickly things can change in a year. And I think a lot of that is thanks to social media. I feel like, you know, the traditional route, I know me growing up on country music, the only artists I knew about were the people I heard on the radio. And now I feel like it's so much bigger. It's Spotify, it's TikTok, it's, you know, I mean, everything in between. So speaking of TikTok, whose idea was it to kind of start posting on there? I think it was mine. I was like deer hunting with one of my friends and- he was like, I think y'all should upload your stuff on TikTok. Like, I, th- I think it would get a lot of views. And I was like, are you sure? Because I don't even, I didn't even have TikTok before we. Is that really what did it? Was No, that- I was, yeah, it really was. Like, I, I, I don't about? even think, I don't even think I had TikTok because I don't like to, sc- I like, I try not to scroll because it's still a waste of time. It. I love TikTok. Um, So <laughs> it was really, it was really just my friend in the deer stand being like, I think y'all should do it. And we were on Christmas break and we were bored and we'd written a couple songs too. And we were like, let's just let's just do something and see what happens. I love it. What surprised you the most about the response? I mean, I went all the way down to the bottom of your TikTok, so y'all didn't have to, but <laughs> looking at the responses, you I mean, there was quite a bit of like really good traction right off the bat. So what about that surprised y'all? I, I think it surprised me that people actually, cause we knew nothing about like the algorithm and like, it was like our first or second video we posted and it like, it didn't blow up, but it got like several hundred thousand views. And we were like, 
you know it's like we didn't even try we took two takes and like we thought it sounded fine but like the harmony was a little funky and it might have been a little off time but we just weren't expecting people to see it so it definitely made us the have views a bit of a was. higher bar for our content i know we're like, like, we I, try. <laughs> I love it does it take multiple takes like I mean, I know oh, for me, when we try to make content for our stuff, for me, just personally, I feel like it takes me way longer than it really should. But what about y'all? If it takes more than five, we need to film another song. No, we've, we've gotten, we've gotten a little takes. quicker at it, I think. Just It depends it on the song. Sometimes it's one and done. And then if it takes more than like five or six times, we're like, okay, let's Maybe it depends on. on the day. Maybe we're all like, oh, we just don't care. Like, we just gotta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do care, but like sometimes <laughs> we have those days. And sometimes it just depends. I love it. So talk to me about songwriting. I know when I was doing a little bit more digging and going through your very cute Q&A button that you were in an elevator proudly telling us that you had a lot more music on the way. So talk to me about how you guys like to approach songwriting together. So I think I was the first one to really kind of dig in and set the tone for what the songwriting, what songwriting looks. And that kind of happened last year. And so before we moved to Nashville and July it had really just been us three writing uh you know sometimes I'd write songs by myself sometimes the girls would write songs by themselves and then a lot of the songs we would work on together and uh really just figuring out like what what is songwriting what do I think sounds good and then writing with people in Nashville has been a crazy experience that has just been so fun and fulfilling because I feel like even just in the last like two months We've really just become such better songwriters by being in a town that's full of amazing songs. We write like four times a week and we we just we get up and go and we don't write a lot with the three of us that much anymore just because we're so busy writing with other people, which is cool. And we can always write with the three of us. But yeah. um, I mean, like we're here right now, we should probably be writing a song. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and it was like, who wants to write a Christmas song right now? And I was like, not feeling it. <laughs> oh, I want to write a Christmas song so bad. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, but I think just learning from people in town. I love that. So I'm sure it was quite the shell shock, especially you said that you just moved very, very recently. Besides the whole co-writing aspect, what has surprised you guys the most about being in Nashville? The weather. Oh, it's lovely. It's cold outside. It's it's great. I would also the insects. The insects mess me up. Like, yeah, I, I never in South Georgia, never get bit by mosquito or nothing. Come up here. I get poison ivy, sugar bites skeeter bites like it's it's bad the animals don't like me here i think the fact that um like it feels a lot smaller than it did when we first got up absolutely you think of it as being this like obviously it's a big huge ginormous city but i'm glad it, it definitely feels a little smaller now that we've been here a little bit no doubt i love it so i have a sister i have a younger sister and we tried to live together for about a month. And then I called my mom and was like, this isn't going to work. So oh. I'm feeling um, that being with your sisters is so cool and like an awesome thing to experience together. But what is the hardest part about working together? What would you say? I, I would say we get along like, well, this might sound sad, but like we don't really have any friends up here, which is okay now because we literally just moved here. But like if we <laughs> want to do something like we kind of have to be sweet because it's like we don't have anyone else to hang out with. Um, and also we've all gotten along really well. So they're part of triplets. So they shared a womb together. They went to college together. We did. They we were lived together all throughout college. They've never been apart. They left me for two years to go to college. So I'm I'm more in, not more independent, but I can kind of be by myself a bit more. But they don't. They can't. 
We can. Y'all can. can. Oh my gosh. We totally so can. who are we missing then? We have a brother who's our triplet with us. And then yeah. another, it's not like we're brothers. leaving out another sister. That'd be okay. Really- I was about to say, I'm like, damn, I would not want to be her. <laughs> oh, I know it's like a fourth Jonas brother. Oh, geez. <laughs> the bonus Jonas. I love it. <laughs> so y'all got to do something super cool. You opened up for the Turnpike Troubadours. Talk to me about that experience. I am highly jealous, but I know Muscadine Bloodline was also on the bill. So kind of walk me through that day and those feelings. It was crazy. I our like fiddle player in our band threw up twice because he was so nervous whenever he saw the venue. And we had actually met the Muscadine Bloodline guys once before. Oh, they're so, so sweet. It was so it was like I love those guys. They're so I crazy. have been listening to Turnpike for like a couple years, and I love them so much. So that was like a dream come true. And like we saw them, the I thought before, I was right? I thought I was going to throw up too, just because I I would. It was just so much fun. I still think. That's They're one, one of the, of the best bands ever. They're so amazing. That's one of the funnest shows we've ever played, for sure. They inspire That's- us. So there were seven piece like us, right? Six. I think there's six. Six. Well, they have they have a big band. They're they're really big on like instrumentals. And they're stuff. such good players. They're so they're tight. so tight. I know they make us want to practice really bad. They really do. Whoever writes their songs, Evan, their songs are great. Their songs so. are amazing. Yep. Shout out to Mr. Evan. But I know you guys. You are on the heels of some new music here. So number seven road, I'm totally obsessed with this song. And it's so funny before I figured out that you guys had opened up for Turnpike, I literally said to myself, oh, this sounds like female Turnpike. So there you go. I literally said that out loud to myself. I went, oh. If like Evan Faulkner was a woman, I feel like this is what it would sound like. So talk to me about that song. It's so sweet. I love that you mentioned your granddaddy. So kind of walk me through the writer's room that day. So this was actually our third co-write ever. And uh, we wrote it with Hillary Lindsay, which is crazy. We're oh. so we're so blessed to, that we had wanted no to write with us. We were like so scared walking in the room. And I was like, hey, I- I have this idea for the song. I, it's been, it had been sitting in my notes for a couple mo- months and I think I tried to write it by myself a couple times. It's like number seven road, uh, like a road in our home. And we kind of talked a bit about the story. The story behind it's sweet. It makes sense. And it connects with our, our granddaddy. So like, like back in the day, like there would be like, um, like schoolhouses were numbered by like districts. So they'd be like the number one schoolhouse, number two schoolhouse. And the schoolhouse that our granddaddy or our great granddaddy went to was number seven schoolhouse. And you have to go down the number seven dirt road to get to the schoolhouse. And so it was kind of just, it was about his little, our little granddaddy. And he would so. stop at the oak tree uh, on the way to eat the lunch that his mom made for him because he he wanted to eat a syrup pie so bad and didn't want to wait till he got to school. And so just tying in those little details and obviously there's seven people in our family and having it go from the, the story and then the land and then also into the present where we're currently like living our lives about like number seven road kind of. So I think the song encapsulates a lot of different things, and but just love for your home. Really. It's definitely one of my favorites because going in the writer's room, like you come to a writer and like Hillary Lindsay's so great, but with a story that's like super personal and you're sitting there thinking like, okay, is this going to be like accurate to, you know, there's no way she can make this about us and like our story and like I think it was and so that's why it's one of my favorites I think it's and that's why we wanted to start with it is because it really kind of represents us represents us and who we are and where where we come from 
I love that. For me, I'm aging myself a tad. I'm significantly older than all three of you, but I grew up like screaming cold day in July, Dixie chicks, all that stuff, like authentic. (laughs) No way. We did it. Such a good song. I love it. But I grew up listening to, you know, I mean, interesting and mature music. I mean, I was singing about heartbreak when I was three and had no idea what the hell I was talking about, but I feel like y'all are really helping to lead this charge of like interesting music that's coming from like strong females. So what can we expect from y'all over the next couple of months? Um, more songs and uh, more songs. And I think just uh, what what should we expect? A lot of writing um, about oh, giveaway. Yeah, I don't know no, how I think. Well, I, there are. Uh, we're very happy with like our this kind of project we did. It's very like I think all cohesive together. Yet all the songs are so different, and I'm really excited to see like we got some stories. We got. I'm some really really excited stuff. to see everybody's reaction because I think a, a lot of it is going to be maybe um stuff that like people aren't expecting. So, but also I feel like it's familiar now. People are starting to break out of the, like, not necessarily like the natural way of writing songs now, but just like people, do, people just want to hear good music and they want to write good music. And it's, it, there's a box that I feel like music has been in for a while and people are breaking out of the box. And, we, and also like with new music is going to be when we're finally going to be able to start really touring. Cause it's kind of hard to tour if, you know, no one has songs to listen to. So next year is going to be really touring heavy, which is so exciting. Cause like, we just want to see fans. Cause I feel like it's been like the barrier of the screen for a little while. And we're really, really, really ready to break that barrier. No doubt. This week's episode of the all country news podcast is brought to you by good sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. Good sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.